Group experience is a new and refreshing way for you, your friends, or your family to travel. Check the show notes to learn more. Hello and welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations, the podcast designed for students of travel. Whether you're listening on one of the audio streaming platforms like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or you're joining us from groupexperience.com, thank you so much for tuning in. Destinations Beyond Expectations is on Facebook and Instagram, so make sure to give the show a follow or a like. And if you haven't explored dbetravel.com yet, make sure to pop on over and explore the official website of the podcast. And of course, if you know anyone who loves to travel, make sure to share the DBE podcast with them. Of course, many of you know me as the host of Destinations Beyond Expectations, but you might not know that this isn't the only podcast I'm involved with. On Business Class, a podcast from the Tourism Academy, host Steve Ekstrom sits down with tourism industry professionals. Steve asks great questions, and his guests provide unique insight and knowledge about the travel world. That show is produced by yours truly, and I want to use this episode of DBE to introduce you to the Business Class podcast. You can find Business Class from the Tourism Academy on all audio streaming sites, and you can even watch each episode. Check the show notes to learn more, but here's some audio from the latest episode of Business Class. From law school to Ellis Island, and now CEO of Tourism Cares, Greg Takahara joins Steve Ekstrom on the Business Class podcast. Welcome to Business Class. I'm Steve Ekstrom, your host. And joining me today is Greg Takahara from Tourism Cares. Greg, welcome to Business Class. Thank you, Steve. Great to be here. Good to see you as well. And it's good to see you too. I've, I, we've known each other for quite some time now. How long has it been? It's been probably... Oh, I'm sure well over, well over a decade, um, if not longer. Um, but, uh, you know, I've had a couple of different uh, iterations in the, in the business of travel so be it travel insurance and uh but i think it was really through our involvement uh with cita that probably was it yeah how did you get your start working in in travel and tourism well it's a great it's a great story i you know most people know that uh, i'm a lawyer by trade and i got out of law school and uh worked for a firm and was pretty quickly disenchanted by the business of law (laughs) And uh, I had a college uh, classmate of mine, a friend of mine that uh, was working at the Mark Travel Corporation in Milwaukee and uh, said that uh, it would be a great opportunity for me to be introduced to his boss, Bill Lamakia, who essentially wanted somebody to kind of take over the the legal affairs of the organization um, and kind of spend time translating to him what it really means from a business standpoint. So he really allowed me the opportunity to get to know the inner workings of a tour operation. And with that, uh, the Mark Travel Corporation at that time uh, owned a chain of travel agencies. So I had the opportunity to work with brick and mortar uh, agencies. Uh, At that time, it was called Vagabond Travel and uh, really kind of learned the business and, and really learned um, the dynamics of the distribution system, and uh, I was pretty hooked from there. So, so what's something you wish you knew at the start of your career? Well, I, I think I wish. Wow, that's a great question. 
Um, I think I wish I knew that, you know, it would require the type of patience that it, it really requires. Because I, I think that, you know, I've had the fortune of, you know, becoming the president of, uh, of TripMate and then, you know, now being the CEO of Tourism Cares. And I recognize that it probably took every bit of all the experience that I've had to put me in the best position to do the best job I can uh, in this in this type of leadership role. But I think when we're younger, we think that we're ready for those positions and that we know as much as the next person does. And, uh, you know, I, I think in reflection, the thing that I would want to be infused to a greater degree with myself or with anyone is this, the patience that it takes and that if it's really meant to be, it's it's meant to be and it, your time will come. Um, but it takes every bit of all of that experience to really put you in the best place to to be a leader. And, um, you know, I'm fortunate that, that I had that pathway. Um, so, but I, I think I'd infuse a little bit more patience. Uh, that would be my list. <laughs> so when I've talked to the executive directors or CEOs of associations, one of the things that I po I've pointed out is that you sit at a really interesting intersection of the industry of travel and the industry of nonprofit management or not-for-profit management. Um, how do you see your role as a leader for the association, particularly as it comes to balancing those two, you know, two sides of your business, if you will? Well, it is, it, it is very interesting. And it's, it is interesting coming from a for-profit place uh, into a nonprofit role. Um, but I, I think in some ways, it comes very naturally based on the mission of Tourism Cares. And, and I think that's the case for nonprofits in general, is that if you believe in your heart of hearts and at your core in the mission of what you're doing, um, then that's gonna be reflected. And then all of a sudden, it's really not a matter of what's the difference between profit or nonprofit. You are trying to advance your mission, much like in a for-profit organization, you are, you know, trying to be profitable for your shareholders. Um, but I think, you know, in a nonprofit, our shareholders are all of our stakeholders and we have many, um, our membership, you know, our board, our staff, um, our community at large. So, you know, it's, to me, there's not as much of a difference, but it starts from a place of really believing in your mission and looking to advance your mission. What would you say is the, the greatest misconception folks have about your role and, and about Tourism Cares that you'd want to debunk? Hmm. Um, I, you know, I would just say that, you know, we live in, in an incredibly political world and it's just very, you know, we're, we live at a very divisive time right now. And I think if there's a misperception, it's that like we really take a stand for something or that we're really advocating, which we are. I mean, we advocate sustainability, but I, I think sometimes that gets tied into politics. And, and I think that um, we're looking at the sustainability of our industry at large. We're looking at preserving uh, the people and places of travel. Um, so it's it's really to me, especially somebody who comes from an insurance background, it's really a matter of asset management. 
We're really trying to preserve our assets. And, and that's what we're doing. But I think if there's any debunking to do, it's really in the realm of politics, you know. If you think back over your career in tourism, who's had the biggest impact on building your philosophy and, and your approach to, to work? Uh, are you talking about like personal mentors or that type of thing? I sure. mean, you know, I, it, it's so interesting. We just uh, brought on a new intern here at Tourism Cares and uh, that intern is given the opportunity to meet with each of, each of the team members and ask whatever questions they want. And, you know, they, they always ask you very insightful questions very much upon, based upon like what you're asking about your influences and, you know, your background and things like that. And, you know, it's so interesting with, I, I certainly have had great mentors, but I, I think, I think in some ways I learned the most from negative situations, unfortunately, like I learned so much about what I don't want to do as a manager because I've seen it done poorly in the past. Um, I learned from, you know, missed opportunities that I've seen to say, let's not miss those opportunities and let's seize the moment and ensure that we're maximizing opportunities wherever possible. So I really think that a lot of the catalyst for me is built, unfortunately, on negative experiences because I think they they really imprinted themselves on, on me to say, if you're ever in that position where you have some ability to be able to create a culture or be able to lead, then make sure you don't do that. What, what gives you that, you know what, I'm doing the right thing feeling? Well, I, I think like any organization, you know, you're only as good as, you know, your staff and your board, in, in my case, my board. So, you know, I think it's it's also knowing that you have people around you that are going to shoot straight with you who are going to give you constructive feedback, um, who are going to keep you in check or keep you in line while, however needed. So I, I think, you know, ensuring that there's always a strong dialogue uh, between you and your staff and you and your, in my case, my board, um, to ensure that, that there's that two-way dialogue going on at all time. Um, but otherwise, I think, you know, I, I think as a leader these days, you just have to have a, you just have to have a good gut um, because that's, that's really all you rely on is ultimately is your best judgment. And uh, a lot of times that just comes, you know, from the heart. I think the biggest surprise for me with regards to tourism cares was, you know, as I mentioned, being at the first ever event in 2003 and really kind of moving from being a, a volunteer to a team leader to a board member in 2012 to moving, you know, up to becoming the, the chairman of tourism cares. Um, I, I really honestly thought that I would, you know, join as the CEO and it would be, you know, I know everything that I, that one could possibly know about tourism cares, but, you know, here we are, we're what would be considered to be a, a fairly small, you know, medium, small to mid-sized nonprofit. And it doesn't seem complex until you dig into it. And then you realize there are a lot of 
complexities. Um, and I think that's probably the case with most organizations that what appears on its face is certainly not the case. Um, but for me, that was a real, a real learning, um, you know, that was the light bulb that went off for me to say in that first year, like, wow, you really don't know as much as you think you know. Um, and it's a lot more complex than, than you ever thought it would be. Because um, I thought I'd seen all the complexities one could see, you know, coming from the large insurance conglomerate space. Um, but, you know, things are never as simple as they appear on the surface. It's a lot different reading the annual report than it is writing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I've learned that lesson myself as well. <laughs> um, we saw a lot of companies using the last year and a half, or a lot of entities using the last year and a half, first for a practice in crisis management, mm -hmm. um, and then for innovation and to lead innovation and to put into place programs and, and activities that may have sat on a back burner, no matter how great they were, uh, but just hadn't been activated. Uh, how Have you seen the same thing with Tourism Cares? And, and if so, what might be some of those new initiatives? Absolutely. I mean, I think you summarized that, you know, in a nutshell. I mean, it, it, it really was an opportunity in many ways. I mean, it's cliche that we talk about how the pandemic produced silver linings, but it definitively produced silver linings for us. You know, um, from the standpoint of, um, to your point, um, using the time to delve into initiatives and in, in a deeper fashion than we wouldn't have otherwise done. Um, and then sometimes, um, you know, I, I think the, the one that comes to mind right away is that we just recently relaunched uh, our rebranding uh, along with our new website. And uh, the time really gave, afforded us the opportunity to, you know, touch base with all of our stakeholders. Um, we also, you know, pre-pandemic had just started having conversations with other um, what's called NGOs, you know, or other nonprofit, non-governmental organizations um, around the world that do similar work to ours. And, and part of that was we were all starting to get to the place of really understanding that we can't do it all by ourselves and that we all do, we all have a similar mission, but not the same mission, but how incredible would it be for us to join forces to um, help each other and do the work together. Um, so with that, we utilized the time last year to, to form the Future of Tourism Coalition. Uh, which is, puts a spotlight on destinations, um, creating 13 guiding principles, um, you know, having focus groups and creating an advisory board and working on toolkits and matrices that really show the breadth of the skill set that we, we have as a collective coalition. And that's just been an incredible journey. And, and I can't say that we would be as far along as we are had it not been for the time that we were given, you know, due to the pandemic. Um, and, you know, increasingly, I think right now we're seeing it now as people are ramping up, they have less time for those kind of reflection, things that really require reflection and, and deep thought. 
um, because people are getting back to, you know, their, you know, their day to day and uh, Mm travel is ramping up, which is great. And, uh, you know, obviously highly, highly supported by tourism cares. We just, you know, for us, it's just a matter of we want that to be done in a meaningful, responsible way. I wrap up every interview with a card game. So I'm going to ask you to pick a number one to ten. Um, eight. Okay. So this is a random deck of question cards here. If you could spend a day at any time, any place in the world's history, when and where would you spend the day? <laughs> uh, when and with who are you saying? When and where. When and where would I spend the day? I think it depends on the day. I mean, a, a day like today, I really want a quiet island somewhere uh, because it's it's been a lot of uh, calls, this one being a particular joy, uh, but, you know, like one call after the other. And I think we're, we're really, you know, in the virtual Zoom world right now. We all kind of want to bust out of it, and that hence the pent-up demand for travel right now. Um, but I think it's interesting. Like um, I think we all initially want to gravitate toward, you know, seeing our friends. Um, but I, I think we all want a little bit of like technology cutoff too. So you know that that desert island or that you know that deserted island, you know, the palm tree where the person is sitting in solitude. Um, I, I can't even tell you the last time I read a book. So I, I want to be at a place where I can just sit and read a book in, in the sunshine. I like that idea. I like that <laughs> idea very much. Uh, if folks want to learn more about Tourism Cares or get in touch with you, how should they do yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, like I said, we have a brand new website, www.tourismcares.org. Um, and, you know, we just recently launched a professional individual membership. And we did that in part because, you know, so many people, uh, unfortunately, due to the pandemic, have become disconnected with their companies via furlough or being laid off or leaving for another opportunity. And yet they have a love for tourism cares and want to continue to be connected. Um, many other people, just as, as stewards of travel, um, are interested in doing it sustainably and responsibly. And for those people who support our mission, uh, they can join Tourism Cares, uh, all for an annual cost of $99. So you can go to the website and engage. Anyone and everyone can engage with Tourism Cares um, as an individual member. And there are benefits to that. Um, they can take advantage of our meaningful travel platform. Uh, they can take advantage of the member cost for registration for our meaningful travel summits. And, uh, you know, we, you know, look to kind of broaden the umbrella in terms of uh, our membership. And we invite everyone to come and join us. The more people involved, the more, the closer we get to sustainability. And, and I appreciate that. Well, thank you, Greg, for joining me. And uh, it's been a good time here in business class. Great. Well, thank you, Steve, for having me. A big DBE thank you for tuning into the show today. Make sure to check out the Business Class Podcast from the Tourism Academy. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other audio streaming platforms. You can find this podcast, Destinations Beyond Expectations, 
at groupexperience.com or catch the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Do me a huge favor and wherever you're listening, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to check out Destinations Beyond Expectations on Instagram and Facebook and make sure to recommend DBE to someone you know who loves to travel. Well, that is all I've got for today. Thank you for listening to this episode. Have a great week and I will talk to you soon.